Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday's Sports on the Sports History Network. Today we're going to discuss the very first World's Strongest Man competition. Mostly everyone, whether a fan of strength sports or not, has seen some footage of the World's Strongest Man competition. It's truly mind-boggling how powerful these competitors are. But many people don't know that the first competition goes back to 1977, and it bared little resemblance to today's organized and well-planned-out events. The 1977 competition had only eight contestants, and they could have named it America's Strongest Man, given that seven of the competitors were American. No one seems to know why they chose the eight men they did, other than the fact that most were relatively well-known and quite strong. The three-day event took place at Universal Studios in California, and it was televised on CBS Sports Spectacular. So let's take a look at the competitors. The smallest of the competitors, and the only non-American, was the 34-year-old, 5'5", 182-pound Franco Colombo from Italy. Colombo was a bodybuilder who won the Mr. Universe contest in 1971 and Mr. Olympia in 1977 and again in 1981. Despite his small size, Franco was perhaps pound for pound the strongest bodybuilder in the world. He is said to have deadlifted as much as 750 pounds bench-pressed 520 pounds, and routinely blew up hot water bottles until they exploded. The 26-year-old Lou Ferrigno was also a bodybuilder, but unlike Colombo, Ferrigno did not lack size. Standing 6 feet 5 and weighing 278 pounds, Big Lou won the Mr. Universe title in 1973 and in 1974, and he placed second at Mr. Olympia in 1974. Ferrigno became well known for his role as the Incredible Hulk in the popular 1970s television series. The 200-pound, 29-year-old Mike Dayton was Mr. Teenage America in 1967 and became a Kung Fu Master of Chi in 1976. 
Dayton was also a stuntman and did incredible feats of strength, such as tearing license plates and nickels in half and breaking out of handcuffs. Next on the list is 36-year-old hammer thrower, George Friend. Friend won a bronze medal at the 1967 Pan American Games and a silver medal at the 1971 Pan American Games. He broke the indoor world record in 1972 and qualified for the Olympics, but had a disappointing performance. Friend also competed in powerlifting in the 110 kilo, 242 pound weight class. Bob Young was a 35 year old offensive guard who weighed in at 284 pounds. Young played in the NFL for 16 years in four different teams. Played in the Pro Bowl in 1978 and again in 1979 and made first-team All-Pro in 1979 as a St. Louis Cardinal. Bob was the older brother of three-time world powerlifting champion Doug Young, and he used weightlifting to help him become one of the strongest men in the NFL. 34-year-old John Cole was a three-time AAU National Powerlifting Champion, winning gold in 1968, 1970, and 1972. Cole was the first man to squat 900 pounds. The 256-pound Cole also competed a few times in Olympic weightlifting. John clean and jerked 430 pounds and snatched 342 pounds. Ken Patera, 34 years old, was a four-time national champion in the super heavyweight division and was the first American weightlifter to clean and jerk 500 pounds. He won a silver medal at the 1971 World Championships. Big Ken represented the USA at the 1972 Olympics but had a disappointing result, although he did place third in the clean and press. After the Olympics, Patera entered the world of professional wrestling and performed many amazing feats of strength. Patera weighed in at 286 pounds, down from the usually 320 pounds he weighed as an Olympic weightlifter. Bruce Wilhelm was the national weightlifting champion in the super heavyweight division in 1975 and 1976 and was voted as America's best weightlifter in 1977. Bruce also placed fifth at the 1976 Olympics. The 326 pound 31 year old Wilhelm was a former shot putter and he was the first American lifter to snatch 400 pounds. I should note that Patera also was a former shot putter. And it's interesting to note that the only two, only two of the eight competitors were under the age of 30. Ferrigno was the youngest at 26. 
George Friend was the oldest at 36. So now we go to the events. It was a three-day event, and on day one, we have the barrel lift. Bruce Wilhelm emerged as the victor in this event, while Young, Patera, Colombo, and Friend all tied for second place. Next, we go to the steel bar bend. The bodybuilders did well in this event, as Lou Ferrigno took first place, and Franco Colombo won second. Powerlifter John Cole took third. Next, we go to the wrist roll. This was another event the bodybuilders did well in. Mike Dayton won first place, while Franco Colombo and Lou Ferrigno tied for second. Ken Patera took third place. Dayton paid the price for his victory and his refusal to wear gloves as he tore the skin off his hands which hampered him for the remaining events. On day two, we have the wheelbarrow race. The Olympic weightlifters did well in this, as Bruce Wilhelm and Patera won first and second, respectively. John Cole took third place. Next, we go to the tire toss. Ken Patera was the surprise winner, while the favorite, George Friend, placed second. Bob Young won third place. Now we have the tram pole. The gross weight of the tram was 6,000 pounds. Wilhelm won this event, his third first place finish. Bob Young took second, while Patera came in third. Next we go to the car lift. Powerlifters John Cole and George Friend were the favorites since the car lift was very similar to the deadlift. But Friend tore a bicep and had to withdraw from the competition. Cole took second place as Lou Ferrigno was the surprise winner. Now we go to day three. We have the girl lift, which was the squat. John Cole was expected to win this event since the squat is one of the lifts powerlifters do in competition but he only managed a second-place tie with Franco Colombo. Bob Young made his brother Doug proud by winning first place. Bruce Wilhelm took third place. Next, we have the refrigerator race. Wilhelm won his fourth first-place finish. Mike Dayton finished second, and Bob Young finished third. Franco Colombo was at a disadvantage in this event because of his short legs, and he tried to make up for it by running with the refrigerator. It turned out to be a costly decision, as Franco's legs snapped under the pressure, and he was out of the competition and required some major surgery. The final event was the tug of war. Only the top four contestants took part in this event. Bob Young squared off against Lou Ferrigno, and Bruce Wilhelm went up against Ken Patera. Ferrigno and Patera were eliminated, and it came down to Young versus Wilhelm. Wilhelm emerged victorious, winning his fifth event and the overall competition. Now we'll look at the final results. In first place, 
by a rather wide margin was Bruce Wilhelm with 63 and a quarter points. Second place went to Bob Young, who had 43 and a quarter points. Third place went to Ken Patera, 34 points. Fourth place, Lou Ferrigno, 27 and a half points. Fifth place, Franco Colombo, 23 and a quarter points. Sixth place, John Cole, 21 and a half points. Seventh place went to Mike Dayton, 19 and a quarter points. And in eighth place was George Friend with 10 points. Well, that concludes our podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed it. God bless. Take care. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and PigskinDispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on SportsHistoryNetwork.com, PigskinDispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.